Welcome to Ask the Tech Coach, brought to you by the TeacherCast Educational Network. If you are in charge of professional development and looking to build an innovative digital learning experience, this is the podcast for you. Join us each week as we uncover strategies that tech coaches are using to drive their digital transformations one classroom at a time. And now for your host, with over two decades of experience working with tech coaches and edtech companies from all around the world, Jeff Bradbury. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is Ask the Tech Coach podcast, episode number 99. I have an important question for you. Are you guys in your classrooms riding the Wakelet wave? I know everybody is. Wakelet over the last couple of years has taken education by storm. And I am looking forward to today's show because we have got a great guest that's going to talk about how he is using Wakelet all throughout his entire curriculum. Stay tuned for an amazing show. Of course, there's several great things that we're doing each and every week on Ask the Tech Coach. We have our podcast that drops on Monday, and we are looking forward to an amazing conference all about Wakelet. I want to bring on our co-host today, Miss Susan Vincent, and our special guest, Miss Bruce Riker. Guys, how are you today? Welcome to the podcast. Great. It's a great month of July, and we're continuing our whole discussion of tech tools for tech coaches. Um, so as we continue, we're going to talk a little bit and, um, you know, surf the Wakelet wave a little bit. Bruce, yeah. it is nice to have you, a fellow uh, New Jersey and Connecticut, or whatever you want to call these things, right? Tell us a little bit about yourself, Bruce. Uh, sure, Jeff. I've been an educator for 25 years, and the past 13 years I've been uh, in Upper Saddle River, New Jersey, as a technology teacher in a middle school. So I teach 6th, 7th, and 8th grade, digital leadership in 6th, Python coding in 7th, and in 8th grade video production. And my 8th grade students, when we were at school until March 13th, uh, do a live daily news show every single morning, 6 to 8 minute show that gets streamed live to the school. And then we put it up on Drive and on the school, on the school website. So that's pretty much me in a nutshell in school. And then I'm involved in a lot of professional development as we go on today. I'm even gonna talk about with the COVID-19 and being at home, I've gotten involved in even more PD because everyone is, is home and everyone's doing all these types of conferences and free workshops. We certainly have a great show. You can, of course, check out all the stuff over at AskTheTechCoach.com. Leave us a voice message over at TeacherCast. And if you're on Twitter, you can follow the show at AskTheTechCoach. You know, Sue, we've been talking about Wakelet now for the last couple of weeks, and I am so excited to have our guest on here. You've been using Wakelet, haven't you? Yes, I have, and it's um, so exciting. Um, I've learned, I've been using it off and on for the past couple of years and even presented at our um, KISTE, our Kentucky Society for Technology and Education Conference back in March, right before we shut down. Um, so I have a whole presentation, and you'll find that in the show notes in an upcoming blog post. Um, so, you know, as we move into Wakelet, and everybody, listeners out there are hearing us talk about riding this Wakelet wave, uh, Bruce, first of all, 
tell our listeners what in the world we're talking about. Yeah, you know, I know. I didn't know either, even though I'm in New Jersey and I'm a couple hours from the beach, but it's not riding a wave there. But Wakelet um, is almost like the ultimate collection, curating or putting everything that you have into one place. And the place that you're putting it is special that you can collaborate with other people, you can share it out. And there's also a whole section in there for students uh, where they, you can give them a code to go in, or if they're over 13, they can also uh, go and make their own Wakelet page. And in the beginning, um, when I got into Wakelet, I wasn't sure exactly how I was gonna use it. And I just put a lot of bookmarks in there. I made folders called collections, and I kind of sat on it last spring. Like I was like, how am I gonna use this? And then when I went to ISTE uh, 19 in Philadelphia last year, now all of a sudden I had hundreds of different bookmarks. I didn't know where to put them. At the time I was still like emailing myself bookmarks and trying to keep track of everything. And that's when like my aha moment with Wakelet was now that I have hundreds of these different sites, now it makes sense to make an ISTE folder, break it out into WeVideo, break it out into vendors, make different folders for collections, keep everything organized. And the thing I like best about Wakelet is I did it all right from my phone. So I yes. think that's an important part. I know there's also a Chrome extension, but just from my phone, every single thing that I saw, just hit that W, make a folder, put it in the collection. The ease of use and the workflow of it in the beginning, I really just used it as a nice bookmark holder that then I could share things out before I got into a lot of the other tools that are there. So we're gonna get into some um a list of various things that I've put together that Bruce has, how he's using it. But I did want to mention um, this quote. I actually found it when I was putting together my conference presentation. And it comes from um, someone named Mitchell Capor. And it says, getting information off the internet is like taking a drink from a fire hydrant. And then, you know, in my presentation, I bring that, use the illustration and, you know, talk about curation and what is curation and why is that important? And as a tech coach why is curation important yeah i think the biggest thing with the curation piece of it is if you're in more than one place now you can have everything that's just basically on a free website for you that you can organize you could put assets there you could also if you're coaching a teacher or a grade level you can make a folder for them and share it with them and it could be a collaborative folder where you as the tech coach are finding resources for them but also they could be putting in curriculum resources at the at the same time and you could certainly have wakelet be private but um the whole time i've used it i make every single thing public for me the whole purpose of it in a school education system is to share everything that you find and have that you know and have that collaborative piece where you can make a folder and you know share things out at least in the beginning um, and then as we go on today, I found some really creative ways that people, once the COVID hit and we did remote learning, I think some people even took it to the next level of Wakelet that it became really a go-to, I know for me, because I could easily share it out in the beginning, if you remember, um, of the remote learning video to Google Classroom, forget about it. Like, good luck op uploading it because it's yes. not going to happen. There was fifth, whatever number million people on it. So I was actually putting all my links on Wakelet just whether I was uploading it or just copying the URL to videos I was making. 
and then from Google Classroom, just put one link and have it go right to the class with the lessons and the video for the students. And I didn't have to worry about uploading anything, you know, a video file to Google Classroom, which I think they eventually fixed, but it's like everyone hit that server at once. They really clogged it up in the beginning. Yeah, we definitely ran into that problem. So, you know, what an awesome way to just get everything in one spot. Um, you know, we had a lot of families concerned of, you know, I have to go here to get this and here to get that and there to get this information. Wakelet is an awesome way to bring all of that together so families can have an easier and more efficient way to access them. Yeah, definitely. And as people get into more media creation, the other thing that I started doing very quickly, I figured in the beginning, let me make my own video. I'll set up all my own props. I'll do all these things, which is terrific. But how much time are you putting into that that you didn't have when you had to prepare for distance learning? So I really got hooked on the Flipgrid Shorts, which is part of Wakelet, one of the tools, just to click the camera, take a picture of yourself, make, I think it's a three to five minute video. Um, I didn't even use the whiteboard or stickers. I just used it as like this. Hello, hope everyone's doing great. Today, the coding lesson's gonna be on variables. All right, let's go. And then it could be saved right to Wakelet. And again, on the back end, like the rendering process, it rendered in like two seconds and it was just on the Wakelet site. Yeah, in my uh, 10 ways to catch the Wakelet Wave presentation and blog post that we'll have available, that parent communication piece is one thing I had listed. You know, a lot of people go to the time and effort, which is awesome. They make a whole classroom website and they refer parents there. But, you know, why not Wakelet? And with its integration with the Flipgrid Shorts, you can just po uh, post it, make the short video and put it there, your newsletters and such. Mm -hmm have that Wakelet collection and send it that way. Again, one link for everything. And it has been, and they said it's going to remain. There might be some premium things down the road to get statistics from it, but it's also my favorite price. It's free. Absolutely. The whole thing is free and um, there's nothing to pay for at all. There's no school license, district license. You just log on and in about 10, 15 minutes, anyone can have a Wakelet page set up for education. And now that it's summertime too, you could even set it up for you know your summer vacation to keep almost like a journal in it um, of where you're going and put all your assets there. And again, for me, because it's so accessible on the phone, along with on um, any other device, you know, that that's really helpful. And that's a big game changer for me that, you know, to quickly send a link up to Wakelet just from my phone um, seems to be the most efficient way. So talk a little bit, Bruce, about some of the ways you've used um, Wakelet for professional development with your teacher colleagues and your classroom. Just throw out a few examples. Yeah, sure. What I did uh, for um, those two particular things is actually I broke them up into two different Wakelet sites. So I have one Wakelet site just for professional development. And at the very top of it, I have distance learning with infographics, all different um, helpful sites, all different virtual field trips, folders teachers could go into. And then I have a separate Wakelet site and the only convention I use instead of my last name, I added the first letter to it. So one is at B Reicher, the other one is at Reicher. But the school one, um, this is my professional one for professional development that we're taking a look at now. The very top of it, all these distance learning tools, I gave credit to every single person, unbelievable infographics, especially in the beginning. You didn't know how to use Zoom, Google Meet, turn your microphone off, how to raise your hand, all of those things. There were great infographics, got permission, flipped them into um, those folders. And um, 
as you go down, there's things on digital video, green screen, virtual field trips, a whole folder on Wakelet. So this was my uh, professional collection, professional development. And now what I do is if I go to do a workshop next week, I'm doing a couple or in school, then for me, I know that's a place where I can pick some of my favorite assets. And most of the time, just make a brand new folder for this is what my session is going to be like on Wii Video. And depending on the amount of time I have will be the amount of assets that I put in there. Because I want the teachers going to something where if there's five things in a folder, then I'm going to be able to get to you know all of those things. And then on the other side, I have uh, wakelet.com slash at breicher. And that's my school one where the only thing that's set up in there is classes. So that's the one that I send out to students. So they either see the coding class, the media production class, uh, or the digital leadership class. And even next year, they're changing some of my curriculum. I'm going to do an app design class. I'm also doing a class on game design. Well, I started like um, getting those ready in the school folder. So now as I'm planning it and I'm looking at different apps, uh, you know, they're all in there. And you'll notice, even though they look very similar, my school one on purpose is very uncluttered. Like I wanted it to be clean. Yes. And these are the folders that the students are going to go to. The professional development one got a little bit out of hand that, I don't know, there might be 20, 25 different collections in there, even though they're bracketed out with titles. So you'll see this one is much simpler, I think, to navigate. Uh, we had an AR VR enrichment day, one of these STEM days that we had during remote learning. So I made a folder for it. And then for me, the easiest way to direct kids to whatever asset, whether it's a PDF, a YouTube video, a Flipgrid short, like we said before, just take that shared um, file, take the shared link, put it into Google Classroom, and then have the two uh, you know, work together. And I still copy and paste. I think there's a shortcut in there too, that you can link it right to Google Classroom, but I'm used to copying and pasting the URL. Yes, perfect. I mean, those are awesome examples, you know, of just the quick and efficient way to get the information out to your students. You know, this uh, that's one way I've seen it used and encourage my teachers to go that direction. And I love the simplicity of how you have your setup. So uh, listeners definitely check that out and, uh, you know, use that as a guide to, you know, create your own. And, and if other, you, go ahead. No, okay. And the other thing I was going to say, which I think is really beneficial with Wakelet is it's very clever how it's put together. Like, for example, like you could put YouTube videos in there and you might say to yourself, well, I have a YouTube channel. I just have links where I could go to on YouTube. One of the things they do, which I know a lot of people are very concerned about with YouTube, there are no commercials. So if you put your YouTube links in through your Wakelet site, when you click on it, they just see it right within Wakelet and there's no, the commercials change before and after, whatever it may be. Um, so I think that's a good uh, point of, you could put YouTube in there, you could put Flipgrid Shorts, uh, obviously, you could put hyperlinks uh, in there. And then there's a text tool, which is actually very helpful for making headings or if it was even directions for students, exactly what to do that day. You could just go to a plain text tool and you could set up Wakelet in 10 minutes. And I know you've used it before. It's all drag and drop, you know, to organize yes. things and move things around. This is not HTML. This is not your coding from scratch. It's made to be user and teacher friendly. And I think that's the other part about it, the way it's designed is you can learn it very easily, very quickly. And at the same time, they keep scaling it up with other tools that they're putting in there. Yeah, and Bruce, you talked about all the resource types. 
um, and some other just sources. You talked about Flipgrid, Google Drive, OneDrive through Microsoft is also there, Twitter, YouTube, you mentioned. So just almost anything that, you know, you as a tech coach or a teacher normally would use, whether you're a Google school or a Microsoft school or what have you, Wakelet pretty much has a plug in there for you to be able to um, get that right up to sync that right up to Wakelet and put your resource right there. Yeah, you're exactly right. And the smart thing that Wakelet did, I think a couple of smart things. One is they listen to their consumers. They listen to the teachers. That's mainly their market, even though they have a little bit of a business market too. Whoever are these ambassadors or part of their community, that's where they came up with the name Wakelet Wave. You know, they didn't come up with it in their home office with the whatever number of people that are there. A teacher came up with that clever idea. The other tools that are there, which are really cool, they have all these partnerships with Microsoft, MergeCube, uh, Screencastify, um, that are all kind of built into Wakelet. And um, the one from Microsoft, the Immersive Reader, is a very powerful tool that can slow down the text, highlight the text, read it in different languages, and it's all just built right in seamlessly uh, you know, to Wakelet. Um, the other powerful thing which I've used before to get um, kind of searching is kind of use it as a Google search, that there's a search within Wakelet where if I want to go search for a person or let's say I'm doing, I did this uh, in COVID, I'm doing the Merge Cube and I just learned that the Merge, Merge Cube, I could print it out. I could use the magnifying glass and search for the group. It's not a person merge, but search for the merge group. And then all of a sudden, I could print out the Merge Cube. I have every lesson in front of me. They have that really nice partnership with Merge. And then Merge has like a very dynamic Wakelet page where everything is there for you. And certainly you can go by the Cube and some of the other things, but there's also directions there just to print a piece of paper and fold it up. And you have a simple Merge Cube, uh, which is really cool to get into AR and VR and all that cool stuff. Yes. So are you if you're riding the Wakelet Wave, share with us your Wakelet collections. Um, put your link below if you're watching the video or if you're listening to the audio version of the podcast, be sure to tweet us at Ask the Tech Coach and share with us your Wakelet Wave and some of the ways that you're using as using Wakelet. Bruce mentioned customer service and Wakelet does have awesome customer service. And um, if you follow the hashtag Wakelet Wave, you're going to get some great collaboration. Wakelet has communities out there that you can join the Wakelet community and eventually work your way up following some guidelines and you can become a Wakelet ambassador, which just gives you cool early benefits. Um, you get As you present at conferences, if you're a Wakelet ambassador, you have the ability to ask them for swag, um, cool t-shirts like I'm wearing now, uh, um, your Wakelet robot um, shirt can come to you in the mail. So the guys, um, James and the guys at Wakelet are just awesome to work with and um, provide yeah. great customer service for their users. I mean, I would totally second that. We didn't talk about this before the show, but I signed up for Wakelet. The next day on my Twitter, I get a DM from Mizba from Wakelet, who's a customer service person. Do I want to have like a conference with him? And I'm like, oh, that's great. Where are you? Like in the United States someplace? No, um, they're in England. Yes. So I went one morning at like seven in the morning and it was like breakfast at Wimbledon, three in the afternoon for Mizba. And what I thought was really incredible was I was a new user to the platform. And now I have somebody from their company giving me a half hour tour going through every single thing. If you have any questions, you need to reach out. Um, they're very customer service uh, you know, oriented and they do. Uh, Wakelet does a really nice job with that. And 
like I said, I think it's a very smart thing to partner up with Flipgrid, Microsoft, MergeCube, Screencastify. They have a full list of all these different companies that they've partnered up with, and it's all built within Wakelet. So, Bruce, you're an author, um, and on the show notes, you're going to see some information about Bruce's book, and I'll let him talk a little bit about it, but you're working on a new book. Are you um, bringing Wakelet into that, or what's going on with that? Yeah, no, definitely. And the book is called Scripted, An Educator's Guide to Media in the Classroom. Um, It really is a media story where both of the authors are actually from Indiana, not New Jersey. I met them on Twitter five years ago. And Paula Nielinger is one of the authors from Plymouth, Indiana, right by uh, Notre Dame. The other other author is Randy Tolmes, who's from Indianapolis. And I initially saw Paula on Twitter because they outdo me. I have a TV station. I know, Jeff, you do TV with your kids. They have, uh, Paula has radio station, does movies, does red carpet night, media, makes posters, like a full PR class with seventh and eighth graders. So, um, and Randy Tomes is in a K through five elementary school and does the same type of program, meaning a live TV show. He does, they both have live radio stations through Backbone Radio. And last September, they asked me if I wanted to help write a book with them. And honestly, the first couple of months, we didn't write anything because we were like, what's that microphone you use? You use a Sony <laughs> PX370 little hand microphone. You don't use like a handheld. And it was so much sharing between us. And we, we, yeah, we were totally geeking out. And we came up with, I think, a terrific book that's written by educators for educators I'm almost proud of there's like no research in this book that we didn't go interview people who do this and find out like 15 media teachers. What do you do successfully? You can be part of our book. This is all written firsthand. We've all been teachers over 20 years and basically it's all our tips and tricks. And the other important thing about the book is it really is like start where you're at, which especially in COVID, it's like you have a phone, you have a Chromebook, you have a tablet. Go. You could start doing media. Hit record, do audio, do video. Um, if it's multimedia and Google Slides or PowerPoint, whatever it is, it doesn't really matter the tool. It's more your creativity and story writing. And the other thing we were very conscious of in the book and the other slant is you don't need a lot of money to start doing this. You know, if you have an iPad, you can start doing a TV show with your class. And if it's a history class in a time period and you want it in black and white, hit record, record them and edit it. And you don't need thousands and thousands of dollars to create media in your classroom in 2020. Uh, All you need is really imagination, planning, and the thought that goes into it. You get projects that are a lot more rich than just take a test on whatever the topic is and everyone has the same answers. It's a lot of open-ended projects, creativity. And the other thing the book really ties into, which I'm proud, is future skills. So just like the Google Apply curriculum is all written about future skills, same with the book. And if you take a look at those skills um, from 2015 to 2020, creativity was number seven in 2015. It's crept all the way up to number two, right behind problem solving to be creative. All of those skills tie perfectly into any type of media creation. Um, And the book is written for everybody, K through 12. You don't have to do a TV show. You don't have to do a radio show. Just get your kids creating media. And even if you don't know how to create the media yourself and you're a novice user, guess what? Like they're obviously they're pros with their phones and, you know, you could let them with the parameters you want to give them through your curriculum, go create media and kids can come up with, uh, with amazing things. 
Yeah, so Bruce, let's, to- do a little bit of, let's do a little bit of nerding here, right? Because we've talked about these things and you just mentioned that, you know, in order to write your book, you had a few months of what's your favorite this, what's your favorite that. Every educator right now is looking at this new school year saying, I know we're going to start physical, but probably at some point in time, we're going digital. I know the other day with my tech director, we're looking at, do we buy, you know, every teacher's getting a computer. Every teacher's also getting a second monitor with the idea that when we go home, take both of those things with you. What do you recommend? Do you recommend teachers going out if they were going to be buying from scratch this summer or looking for things? Do you recommend the iPad? Do you recommend the laptop, the Chromebook? The, what, what, what's on your budget this year? Shaking his head. I don't have a budget. It's the same as what I recommend for the kids. Like use what you have. In my own particular school district, we have a one-to-one with Chromebooks. Um, some of the teachers do have MacBooks, but we do everything through Chrome and you know, Jeff, what I would really say on is more looking at the hardware of all these extra gadgets that you could put in. I would really more like just improve your teaching skill of what ways could you leverage remote teaching even better than you did um, and maybe learn one new tool, software tool in the summer and concentrate more on the curriculum and a software tool. You know, a lot of the bells and whistles, I mean, I have an external mic and I have headphones and that's about it. Like, I don't think you need a 1080p camera and to go get a mic that's on a mic stand and have like a whole setup in your house. I think, you know, the bare minimum and think about it. When you're watching TV now, they go to the news reporter. A lot of them are reporting from their apartment or their house. You know, they don't have like a very fancy setup. They have a camera in front of them and they might have a lavalier microphone on and that's it. So I guess what I'm saying is content is the king for the kids. The curriculum should be the king for the teachers is figure out ways that you can leverage your curriculum. And maybe the one tool you learn this summer is Flipgrid or Wakelet or whatever it may be. And then I like to keep things um, simple instead of learning 20 different tools and all these different things I know a little bit on the surface. For myself, I do a deep, deep dive, really. Wakelet, we video, and Google tools, and I'm good. And a lot of those other ancillary things of lights and microphones and getting better headphones, um, I would really spend more of my money on PD of getting people to go train the staff of exactly what you wanted them to do. And one of the things I'm doing myself really being reflective is like what worked well for me that now I could bring forward. Um, I know I'm going to be remote in some type, even though in New Jersey, everyone's supposed to go back. And like one of the simple things that I ended up doing is I stopped making videos beforehand and doing pre-production. We, we use zoom and in zoom, you can record. I know Google meet, you could also record. And um, I can do a lesson with the students, say hi to them, make sure they're okay, go into Python coding or whatever it may be, do my 10 minute mini lesson, say goodbye to them if they have a question about the assignment. Jeff, I would then download that file in QuickTime, which is free, trim out the beginning, trim out the end. Within five minutes, I have the video up for those students in Google Classroom and they're all learning asynchronously. So if they're not there, then they could go watch, uh, you know, watch the lesson that they missed at any time that they want. So I would really be more reflective and focused, like, how could I make my teaching better and maybe add one new tool? And it doesn't really matter what that tool is, if it's WeVideo, Wakelet, Flipgrid, Screencastify, there's tons of them that are out there. But I would do like a deeper dive. I don't know how it was in your schools, but in my school, we had a half a day to prepare for remote learning. Yeah. So even people who really were techie, 
Uh, I had never used Zoom before. I had never used some of these tools before. So I would take the summer to really do like a deeper dive of knowing the tools that I need to use for my curriculum. And I I'm really, I'm a big believer in the like, keep it simple. Like, I don't, I don't want to have myself all of these different tools for the kids. I want to simplify things and, you know, really make their content, whatever, for my case, it's media, but it could be in world language, history, whatever class that they're in really make their writing, their media that they're creating the most important thing. And, you know, maybe if I don't know how to do a podcast and I'm a teacher in your school district, maybe that's it for the summer, you know, press record on your phone and start recording yourself or figure out what you're going to use, whether it's we video audacity or some other tool um, and, you know, practice doing it before you give it to the kids. And I'm really like a keep it simple person. So, Sorry, I didn't give you like a $5,000 order, but I would concentrate on curriculum and like, you know, keep it simple. Efficiency well, is huge. Yes, that's always been a huge passion of mine is just teaching the teachers how to work efficiently first. And then, you know, if they have a passion for it later, then the more expensive stuff is going to come. And I think we're all like reflective in a way. Media teachers and coaches might be a little bit more. I'm like always very cognizant of like, what is my workflow? So I do a live TV show. We do 170 of them in a row. I'm the only teacher in the whole building. So obviously like my workflow has to be very, very tight so I could do it live every single day and whatever systems I've come up that I'm comfortable with and probably more importantly that the kids are comfortable with, I could come up with whatever steps that I want, but I try to make it simple for them too. So when they step in, they're going to be successful, you know, doing the TV show. You want me to show you one little tool that they could get? I have one cool one. I'd love to. Okay. This is my little microphone. And this, there we go. Now this is a Samsung little mini microphone. It has a little clip that goes on the top of your laptop. It's about $35, $40, it's not expensive. And guess what? It sounds just as good as a Yeti. It could do far away, it could do close up. The other thing I like about it is this cord and why I'm wearing headphones, I plug right into it. There's no delay at all. And I'm in my child's playroom, so I need to pack everything up and put everything back, you know, before and afterwards. So that little microphone folds right into it. Um, so that one's a good one. And I'll give you one other one, Jeff, because we'll go shopping here. <laughs> I don't have a connected because it's middle of the day, but I am becoming a fan of this, a Loom Cube Lite. Ooh. This is a light that this suction cup goes on the back of the laptop on or the back of an iMac. And um, this, I think, was about $65, $70. But you uh, charge it with a USB. And if you're doing things at night, it does make a difference. And I like this little light on top of it. It, it can go very, very bright. I think brighter than a ring light, even though it's smaller. Um, and then again, if I'm going to be in my house next year teaching, but if I needed it to be portable, I could put it in my computer bag and take it someplace with me. And the other cool thing about that, if you want to geek out too, is you could take it off of there. You could put it on a tripod. You could put it on the different little gorilla pods and you could actually put that light wherever you want. It gets super bright and it has like a color control also on it and it will make you uh, look great. I use that at night. I have a window right in front of me. So um, you know, I usually don't use it during the day, but the light I think was about $70. The microphone is about $40. So I got you just over a hundred dollars, Jeff. I don't want to break the bank. 
I, I love those recommendations and you're right, you know, and, and you keep reminding me about this stuff. Simple is better. Yes. I'm sitting here with the ring light in front of me, but for 20 bucks, I've got something that looks like this. That is just as bright as any car horn that I've ever seen here. And it's awesome. And it, it's fantastic. And you know what I'm going to ask you to do for me, my friend is in our show notes, could you put the Amazon links to those? And we would sure. love to be able to show off all those different things. I'll, find, you know, I'll, you... I'll even find my friend discount code so you can get 10% off the, uh, the loom light. And the other quick point about keeping it simple is that's why I really do like we video and I, I'm really an ambassador for products that I use. You could do podcasts, you could do screencasts. They just added animated GIFs or GIFs, yes. however you like to say it, or regular recording. That's the only tool that I need. And I'm not denying like Screencastify might be a better, it probably is a better screencasting tool, but the simplicity of it that I'm just in an environment that I know, I can click we video, it goes in and out of drive. I know it also can go other places. Um, you know, I that's like a workflow thing for me. I don't want all different third-party things, one to do GIFs, one to screen screencast. I'd rather just do it all with uh, we video. Totally agree. You know, we're, we're in the middle of making, you know, about 50 or so PD videos over the summertime. It's me and two other teachers and, you know, everybody had their own way of doing things. And I said, guys, we're using we video. So that way you can do this, you can do this. And then at the end, somebody else can go in and then just download them all. And we don't have to worry about a third party and uploading them. And it, everything worked out extremely well. And they were doing all of their screen shares through eVideo. So it was just one big, huge, simple to easy yeah. uh, application on that. By the way, what is the title of that book again? That title is, I have it right behind, uh, Scripted. An Educator's Guide to Media in the Classroom. It will be available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble August 11th, 2020. Um, and it's from EduMatch Publishing. And we're excited to get it into educators' hands. Uh, you know, we're it's foreign to us. Well, actually, in Kentucky, you might start this time. I know a lot of schools start in August mm -hmm. instead of September. So August 11th would be like a nice point. Schools will just have started in a certain part of the country. And then I know in the Northeast, Jeff, we have it like in September. So hopefully as like a back to school thing. You don't think so? We're, we're in the middle of August, my friend up here. <laughs> you start in August, really? We start in the middle of August. <laughs> Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so let me make this clear. Connecticut and Kentucky start in August. <laughs> New Jersey starts Labor Day always. But regardless, you know, this book is kind of like a recipe book in a way that you could look up a grade level and upscale up or down any lessons that are in there. Hardware, software. Um, biggest chapter, guys. Take a guess. What do you think in our book? We video. Uh, no, we video Wakelet and Backbone Radio. They actually have their CEOs have written sections in the book, nice. but the biggest chapter oh, okay. is on curriculum. Curriculum is like the fattest chapter of all different examples, every grade level, rubrics, uh, whatever you need, uh, you know, to get started. And again, to scale up or down depending on what grade level, uh, what grade level you might be in. But now we're we're really excited about the book and. Um, I'm finding out a book you just can't write it overnight. It's taken a little while to write. And that's where we get back to Wakelet quickly. We're going to have a Wakelet site for the book. And one of the things you could do is embed or make something in Wakelet, take that little embed code and put it on a regular website. So we are going to have a regular website for the book, scriptededucators.com. But most of the site is going to be driven by the Wakelet site 
And the Wakelet site will also let us keep everything updated as we find cool new tools, hardware, software, curriculum things. Uh, the other idea I want to do in Wakelet is have a shared folder for the readers. And as they create content, have them put it into that folder on the scripted educator site. And we're still coming up brainstorming with other ideas, but we're going to have Wakelet site and a regular site and a bunch of social media with it too. I think it's at scripted edu and the hashtag scripted edu also, uh, you know, for the book. Cause I've seen your branding things, Jeff. So we're trying to brand out as much as we can. What branding things? <laughs> <laughs> Bruce, I definitely would love to have you back on sometime as the school year starts to yes. do that. You know, maybe we can even run a book study or something on here because it's mm -hmm. such important, right? Even for tech coaches, needing to know how to do these things to help coach how to do these things is important. You know, for us as tech coaches to say, this is Wakelet, this is WeVideo, it's great. You know, one of the things that I'd love to have you back on is, okay, how do you take these tools and then... I don't know if this is the right word, convince others that this is the right way to do things or this is a better way of doing things. You know, we don't ever want to walk into a classroom and saying, you're going to use Wakelet, but to sit there and go, look, this is a great tool that will help, that will, and then learn how to do that times 100 people in a room. This is the reason, Sue, why we're going to be doing a full-day tech coaching workshop. I'm looking forward to it. It's going yes. to be on Saturday, the 8th of August. It's going to be about 9 o'clock till about 6 o'clock Eastern. We are going to be partnering up with NCCE. We're going to be partnering up with the Google Educator Groups, of the global Google Google. <laughs> all of those wonderful people and uh you know bruce if you want to stop by i would love to have you guys be on it and i'm looking forward to that bruce one last time where can we learn more about the great things that you're doing uh sure the easiest way is just through twitter at b reicher b-r-e-i-c-h-e-r -E that's the main way that i post things and then after my Twitter account, I put them on some of the other accounts that I have. So at B Reicher is the main way. And I would like to definitely, you know, take up your um, offer. And also what would be cool is we'll have the other authors on next time too, because one of the things it's a future skill and a skill in this book is work well with others. And they definitely have a different point of view that I have, even though the three of us came together uh, for the book. Uh, yeah, that's my PD site, but the best way to get a hold of me on Twitter at B Reicher, B R E I C H E R. And I'd be more than happy to share things out with you. And um, one quick PD ask the coach thing with in COVID land, somebody on Facebook posted a couple months ago I'm doing a video of every single student in our school for an elementary song and I need like help. I can't block out everything and we video. So this is how life has changed in three months. I'm like, well, do you want to just like let's do a Google Meet or a Zoom? Sure. Half hour later, the teacher from Iowa is showing me sh by sharing her screen. We're literally going through step by step and we put in subtitles and a bunch of other things and we video. So I think we're in a prime spot right now for PD that the world is flat and everyone is home. So um, there's a lot of great PD that's out there. And thanks so much for uh, having me on, uh, Jeff, uh, uh, Ask the Coach Show. Well, thank you so much for thank having you. us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Bruce, for having us here, right? Thank you for being here on the show. Uh, we are certainly in holiday season mode, Susan, and there's a lot of great stuff going on. Of course, 
Next Saturday, we're excited because on July 11th, we're going to be running a full-day Microsoft event in partnership with our good friends at NCCE. We're calling it live from NCCE using Microsoft 365 in your classroom. We've got a ton of MIEs. Don't check. Don't forget to check that out. And you can find out more information over at teachercast.net slash Microsoft Live. That's going to take you right to the YouTube page where everything is. That's teachercast.net slash Microsoft Live. And two weeks from then, we're going to be doing a full-day Google event featuring NCCE and the Google Education Global team. And you can find out that whole link over at teachercast.net slash Google Live, I think is what it is. Teachercast.net slash Google Live. So look for all information about that as we go through here. And Susan, I got to ask, did you sign up for your MIE uh, certification yet? Are you are you I'm ready? Did, did you do it? I'm working on that sway right now. Working on that sway. Don't forget, if you haven't checked out our last episode with uh, featuring Scott Bricker all about using sway, the applications for the MIE program are going to be due on July 15th. It's coming up guys it's coming up so check out that great stuff one more time susan we you know we got a great lineup for the summertime we're talking about wakelet we're talking about sway we're doing future Future ready ready. we got microsoft stuff we've got a lot of great things coming up here and the best way to do that is to subscribe to our show each and every single monday morning we drop this live and you never know so we might be dropping some bonus episodes coming up soon never know I think one of the bonus episodes we're going to do, Sue, is a walkthrough of how to build a website. What do you think? Sounds good to me. <laughs> as as, uh, as we're working on that right now. <laughs> Guys, I hope you're having a good time. On behalf of Bruce and Susan and everybody here in the TeacherCast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students. You've been listening to Ask the Tech Coach, hosted by Jeff Bradbury of the TeacherCast Educational Network. Please reach out to the show with all of your questions on Twitter at AskTheTechCoach or online at www.askthetechcoach.com. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And please take a moment to write a review in the App Store.